Hello and welcome to our podcast, Hashtag Divorce, with Audrey Zetoun, divorce coach based in London, and myself, Sarah-Jane Taster, French family lawyer practicing in international law in England and Hong Kong. In our podcast, Hashtag Divorce, we will be bringing you hope, positivity, as well as practical information about divorce and well-being, food for thoughts, and hopefully, support to help you move forward at each and every step of the divorce process. If you would like to know more about what we do when we're not doing this podcast, you can go to our websites, pasterfamilylaw.co.uk and audreyzcoaching.com. Back to today's topic. How to go about divorce when you are a French national living outside of France. In today's podcast, Sarah Jane is going to talk about divorce for French nationals living abroad. This may be of some interest to you, either because you are married to a French national, you have some assets in France or are living in France and thinking about divorcing. And also if you're professional dealing with cross-border divorces between France and the UK. So this idea of this podcast is to give you some pointers, but not to go into any details. So Sarah Jane, the first question that comes to mind, I ask myself this question. Uh, so it would be, where can a French national or the spouse of a French national initiate divorce? Well, thank you, Audrey. <laughs> um, so it is the most important question when you envisage to divorce. So what you need to know is if one of the parties is French, either you are or your spouse, then there is always a possibility to initiate proceedings in France. And the second point that I need to make in this first question uh, is that um, you must not get confused between the place where you celebrated your marriage and the place where you can get a divorce. It's not because you got married in France that you have to get divorced in France. The same way, it's not because you're living in the UK that you have to get a divorce in the UK. So you have usually, depending on where you're living, different options. Thank you, Sarah Jane. Yes, it's a very good point because it's very, uh, we need to know that when we divorce, want to get divorced. Uh, but also, what are the things then that people should be most worried about? Well, you know, in France, we usually, when we get married, we have our marriage celebrated registered with the registrar. So what is important to know, often when people live abroad, French nationals live abroad, they don't always have this marriage registered in France. And they often think that because of that, they can't divorce in France. Well, it's not the case. Uh, we'll just have to register it just before or while we're uh, petitioning for divorce in France. So that's the first point. And the other important thing is that you have to know and wary about the fact that, for instance, if you in initiate divorce in France, there is a distinction to make between the court who, which will have jurisdiction, the French judge who will be able to hear your case, and the law which will be applicable. And that I mean, the French judge will not always apply French law It sounds a bit strange, but to give you an example, if you are living abroad and you have children, 
then you initiate divorce in France because you're French. The rule is that the law applicable to the situation of the children, that is to say, for instance, custody or any financial alimony, maintenance, the, judge, the French judge, in order to determine that, will apply the law of the place where the children are residing. So you have to be very careful. It's not because you will petition before a French judge that he will automatically apply French law. That is so good to know. I didn't know that. So <laughs> it's true that who would know unless you ask a lawyer? <laughs> That's what we're here. That's what we're here for. So now, okay, you're you're about to divorce, but what are the initial stages of the divorce then? Well, as I mentioned before, you need to determine where you want to divorce. So first, depending on where you're living, you need to know whether you have a right to divorce in the country where you're living or in France. As I mentioned before, you can always divorce in France, but it may not be the best situation. So really look into whether or not you fulfill the conditions to be able to petition in the, your country of residence. For instance, once you know whether or not you're allowed, for instance, I work a lot with Hong Kong. I know that in Hong Kong, you need to have a strong link with Hong Kong, which means that even if you've just arrived in Hong Kong to settle with your family and you decide to divorce, if one of you has a job, the children are going to school, you have the right to initiate divorce in Hong Kong. So that's the first point. The second point would be to look at the grounds for divorce. A lot of countries provide a ground for divorce. You have to be have been separated for a certain number of years, for instance. So you really have to look first where you want to divorce and second, the grounds. And for that, I would really recommend going to see a lawyer to make sure that you know where you stand with regards to the laws of the country where you're residing and, of course, the laws of France. That is a bit clearer now. But I have another question. And what about the existence of a prenup? I mean, as a French national who, I mean, I married an Australian and I got divorced in England, but I had French prenup. So how does it work And in England? Maybe are they enforceable abroad or in England? Well, that's a very tough question, Audrey. I don't know if I can really go into any detail. First of all, the first thing I would like to say is in France, we talk about marital contracts, whereas in common law countries, we talk about prenups. And they're very, difficult, they're very different instruments. What I would say is that to explain for those who are not familiar with the French concept of marital contract, In France, we have what we call matrimonial regimes, and this is the case in many civil law countries. We have matrimonial regime, which is, uh, we have different kinds, <laughs> with like separation of assets or community of assets. And this enables us to know how to divide the assets of a couple when they separate or upon death. So this, in France, either you enter into a marital contract with your notary before you get married or after you get married. But if you don't go into a sign a contract, there's a legal matrimonial regime that will apply to your situation. So that's in France. And this concept doesn't exist in common law countries. The prenup in common law countries is to organize the consequences of a divorce. 
the whole financial consequences of a divorce. Whereas in France, it's only to organize the division of assets and doesn't deal with maintenance, for instance. So as you can understand from the differences between the two legal instruments in those different jurisdictions, it's going to be very difficult without going into too much details to make sure that a French marital contract is enforceable in England, for instance. So I would strongly recommend to go and see professionals from both jurisdictions to make sure that the contract that you want to get into before your marriage in France will be valid also and enforceable, hopefully, in England. I don't know if that answers your question, Audrey. Yes, yes, I, I, I get that it's quite complex. But thank you for these pointers. Yes, I think, I think it does, yes. So another question, Sarah-Jane, that I've asked myself at the time is, how do you deal with the issue of custody in cross-border cases? Well, that's another <laughs> tough question. question. Yes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Very tough question, Audrey. And I think for that question, it, you're, you're better suited to answer it. But from a legal point of view, As you can imagine, it's very difficult to deal with the issue of custody in cross-border cases because we're often, often faced with the situation when one of the parents wants to relocate, either to go back to their country of origin or have other uh, professional opportunities. So I can't really go into any details. What I need to say is when we talk about children, wherever the, whatever the jurisdiction, the interest of the children must be... the The, the most important. So you always have to bear in mind, and I know it seems obvious, but trust me, when you're in the middle of a divorce process, you tend to forget that your children are precious. You think that you are looking out for them, but at the end of the day, you're not really. What I would say is really try to remind, remind yourself that the interest of your children is not always the same as your interest. And sometimes it may be very important to let go Uh, to avoid situation also of uh, international abduction of children. Do never leave the country of residence without the consent of the other parent. I know this is very difficult and you may feel trapped and you may be actually trapped in a country, but you really need to go through the legal routes. And the other points that's very important to talk about is the issue of custody and shared custody, especially for French people, because in France, we're very used to resorting to shared uh, custody, usually, you know, cut in the middle Wednesday. To, so it's, it's something that we, we tend to use a lot in France, but it may not always be the case in foreign countries. So there again, what we all always discuss, often discuss this with you, Audrey, is the idea that whatever you're going to agree on or whatever the judge is going to order, at the end of the day, You have to think about the fact that it may be better to spend quality time with your children rather than to insist on having exactly the same amount of hours with your child as the other parent. This may not always be the best option for them. And I know that, Audrey, this is a subject that you talk a lot about in your coaching because I tend to ask you a lot of advice on how to deal with those situations. Yes, Sarah-Jane, yes. It is at the core of any divorce when you have children, isn't it, these questions? And, and you, you gave us a lot of insight and common sense as well, just to remind ourselves. Uh, so thank you for that. My next question is uh, linked in a way that 
uh, I mean, I asked myself that question at the time. And how do you determine which jurisdiction jurisdiction sh you should initiate divorce proceedings in? Well, that's very important in cross-border divorces because you really, depending on where you're going to initiate divorce, it, it can have very different outcomes. So you have all the different, different criteria, such as which is the fastest jurisdiction, the less expensive, what is more in your interest. And the one that people usually forget is where will it be easier to execute the divorce order? Some people tend to forget that if, for instance, the order is to provide for a division of asset and a transfer of property, it may not be that simple to use an order obtained in a foreign jurisdiction. So you really have to look into the, the first one that we usually look at is where the outcome would be better for you. But then you have to look at the big, bigger picture, as I say, because the outcome may be better for you, but it may be in a jurisdiction where the lawyer's fee will be more expensive or the proceedings longer. Usually you look at the, 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 the outcome and then you take into account all the other criteria to decide uh, where it's easier. And also you have to remember that depending on where you're living, although you may be speaking English very well, for instance, when it comes to legal jargon, it may not be that easy to understand what's happening. So that must be also taken into account. Thank you, Sarah Jane. We talked about jurisdiction, children, but there's something also that is really important is how to reduce your solicitor's fee. <laughs> it's true that, you know, it's something that is the first question before where should I divorce is basically how much is, is it going to cost me? There's no real answer to that. You know that it's very difficult to tell you in advance how much a divorce is going to cost you unless you really have nothing and there's no disagreement between the parties. That's easy. But in other cases, what my, um, no, my advice would be to avoid contentious divorce at any cost. If, if you agree on a lot of things, your solicitor's fees will be reduced. Of course, it's not possible in every cases, but I would strongly recommend to use mediation or other methods of uh, dealing with conflicts in order to reduce those conflicts and be able to negotiate and talk, you know, calmly with the other party. And the less the lawyers have to negotiate, the less you'll have to pay, basically. My advice on that would be to be very efficient when you talk with your lawyer. That's why I usually recommend to work with someone like you, Audrey, a coach or a therapist, to be able to deal with the other things on the side so that the time that you spend with lawyer, lawyer is really talking about the legal issues and not the other issues. So these are ways to reduce. Of course, you'll pay for a coach or a therapist, but at least it might be less expensive and more effective, a more effective way to reduce your, your solicitor's fees. Yes, very good. Lots of common sense there, Sarah Jane. And thank you. Thank you very much for that. So I have another question, a bit more uh, maybe technical. I'm, I'm not sure. So can you tell us a little more about the French divorce by consent by deed? I heard that it should not be used in international cases. I mean, is it, is it the case? 
So yeah, uh, since uh, 2017 in France, you can divorce if it's a divorce by consent. So the parties are agree on everything, the divorce and the financial consequences and the children, everything that needs to be uh, agreed upon with regards to children. And they can sign a contract type, type of document with their lawyers and it's then registered with a notary in France. So this is possible. People are very wary about using that uh, kind of divorce in in cross-border cases because it's not a judicial order, it's a contract. We do not know whether it can be enforceable in every jurisdiction, whether first it's recognized in every jurisdiction. So people, well, lawyers in France usually recommend not to use that type of divorce when you're living abroad. But I would say that when there are no children, no properties, no financial consequences, that can be used without any problem. And that's what they're supposed to be used for. It's for very simple cases. Because I would say that even in France, if you start having you know, transfers of properties and all that, it's always more complicated and it's always better to have a court order than to have a contract. But to answer your question, depending on the cases, those divorced by deed can be used in cross-border cases and depending on the jurisdiction. Thank you, Sarah-Jane. Uh, I think we covered quite a lot of topic there. And uh, as you mentioned at the start, we didn't go into too much details. But actually, then who can or should contact you or who can you help? Thank you, Audrey. I'm a French lawyer, so I can assist anybody who is facing the prospect of a separation or a divorce in an international context. So I can help anybody who needs to have a vision of what the rights and obligations are in France when you're facing a divorce. Okay, thank you, Sarah-Jane. It was a very useful, um, short, but uh, interesting and useful topic today. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you have found this podcast useful, please share, like, and comment hashtag divorce and help spread the information around you if you think it may be useful to others. If you would like us to deal with one issue in particular, or if you would like to participate to our podcast, please don't hesitate to contact us. You can find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram by searching Audrey Zetun or Sarah Jane Taster. It would be great to hear from you. See you soon for another episode of Hashtag Divorce.